Hey, this is Jonathan with the Smart, uh, I'm sorry, the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast. And today's, I have, uh, today's guest is uh, Jarek Brown. I want to read a little bit of his bio and then we'll go ahead and begin. Uh, Jarek Brown started practicing yoga because he wanted to find an exercise that he could do at home. And uh, it also helped him remove all the excuses uh, that he had um, around not fitting the workout within his, uh, his busy schedule. He is quite busy. Um, his friends saw his fast development uh, in yoga and began to pressure him to take a course. And so he did take a course um, after months of telling him, no, 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 he didn't want to do it. And uh, he is a certified yoga instructor. And he's done as a part of that some training in power and dharma. Um, this led to pretty much what he calls the trifecta, kind of, you know, the three legs of a stool uh, that uh, he sits on his foundation. There are three things uh, Japanese anime. It informs his philosophy. Dharma informs his lifestyle. And Ashtanga's sequencing informs his daily mind and body practice. Now, if you're a yoga person, you understand all that. If not, we'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> sessions are playful. That they are. A lot of shenanigans. Lighthearted and accessible, yet challenging. This allows the students to reach the edge of their limits, thereby creating growth. And I've seen some of that uh, in practicing with him. He strives to help others find uh, spaces that they didn't know existed mentally, physically, and energetically. Thank you so much for joining me, Jarek. How are you doing, man? Blessed and highly favored. Excellent. <laughs> well, I have uh, my, uh, my pen and paper here, so I'm going to be taking notes a little bit. But um, uh, I understand that you, you know, doing some, some background research, you did. You actually started out in real estate yourself um, before you moved over to yoga, right? Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, my, my parents were into real estate. So I've always been able to picture myself doing it. And then throughout the years, uh, they got out of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can see this is like part of my lifestyle later on down the road. I have some type of residual income and I don't have to physically go in for this earned income every single day. So <clears throat> I saw it. But then uh, one day they hit me up. They were like, Hope I haven't talked to them in like a year or something. I've just been working. They were like, hopefully you save some money. You're interested in getting into real estate, right? I was like, yeah. So then they asked for like a, a ridiculous amount of money and I didn't have it, but then I scrounged it all up to, to get it. And that got me getting my uh, first multi-unit building. It's a four unit building. And at the time just rented it out. Three different people stayed in there, did the work myself to build it up and use the money from where I was working at UPS at the time to provide for the, you know, whatever, all the renovations that were being done. So, and so how it. old were you when you started that? Uh, 22. 22. Okay. And so you're now, what, in your 30s? 30. 30. Yeah. So 10 years ago, you got your start in real estate and uh, you've done a couple more properties since then, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, I was, uh, my parents and I as well, because they got back into it when I did. So that gave me a whole bunch of guidance, like direction, vision, and then their connects that were still in the game. So uh, then from there, uh, flipped a few houses, uh, started a contracting company to do the work. Um, property management to manage the ones that we were renting out to people. And it was a family owned, family operated business. And it still is. So, you know, this is good because, you know, where we Red Boot are looking to go for, you know, 50 units or more, it's always good to hear, 
you know, the start and the hustle of those who, you know, are just getting started. What were some of the tips that you, you know, from a real estate perspective, before we jump over into, you know, how you moved over to yoga, what were some of the, the real estate tips that you think you can maybe share with us on people who are trying to get started or thinking about investing in, you know, either multifamily or residential properties? Uh, there's, there's, that's a kind of a violent saying. I'll say it anyway. There's many ways to skin a cat. So okay. if you want it to, to happen, uh, and look at it in different ways, be flexible in the way, in your methods, but be rigid and strict in what it is that you want. That Were there any, of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, that was one. Another one was networking and how to network and how to talk to people and actually like be vulnerable, talk to people. Not just, yeah, how you doing? Oh, this is what I want. This is what I'm doing. And then it's like, it's no space for the other person. It's supposed to be, it's a relationship. So. Oh, that's really good because, you know, how we met is exactly that. So uh, I met Jarek about a year or two ago at a, um, a function called uh, Black Men Talk Tech or Technology. And, um, you know, I was there. We were both in line to talk with one of the, uh, the panelists. And, uh, you know, again, while you're there, everybody's pulling out the business cards. That's just kind of how it worked. And I just said, hey, what's going on? He didn't have a business card. I don't think you had a, I don't think you had a business card. Did you? What? I always have my business <laughs> card. I didn't even have yes, to move. You did. You did. Oh. I do have one of those. I do. I do. That's me. That's me. That's on me. So he, I said yoga, and he was just like, yeah, yoga. And generally, you don't find very many, well, at least I hadn't found very many people of color who are instructors um specifically a male instructor and so we started talking i'm like well how is it that you're here you're in yoga and he said yeah and so you know i went to a couple of your uh, your sessions i think the most impactful that i actually shared with uh, the rest of my community on linkedin was uh the picture i took where you had actually led probably two three hundred people in a yoga session in front of the the capitol uh at the uh national arboretum so it was it was a phenomenal time out there uh very challenging as always <laughs> but we we've developed a you know kind of a business friendship over that time and um you know i, I guess i wanted to talk a little bit more about you know how you made your transition from just real estate into into yoga i mean your bio talks about you know you were trying to get in a workout but you know talk talk to us a little bit about about that transition why did you decide to make that transition um from real estate and ups to yoga it happened because ups was pissing me off and i was like yeah i don't need this job i've been doing this for like seven years I've had the business going and it's now sustaining itself and helping and producing profit. So I don't need to be, you know, to go through this every single day. And then it was just that, that time. And I was like, all right, I'm out. It's time to go. And yoga wasn't my first thing. My friends literally peer pressure me into it. They're like, oh, you're really good at this. You understand. You understand how the body works, how it connects with the mind. Wow, there's so much more to yoga than the poses. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to teach. I'm not a teacher. And eventually they won me over. They got me. And I started teaching. From there, I used, so this is how the yoga actually helped. Uh, I had the business understanding of things, but then 
there were issues in networking. I wasn't able to really connect with people. Yoga helped me get in touch with myself. Some of the, the ways that I respond to people or how I enter a room, or how I move through a crowd. It could be just disruptive or whatever. Maybe just not seen the uh, way I wanted to be expressed. And then the yoga turned the mirror in on me for me to correct those things, to find a different way to express things, to find a different way to connect, to stop trying to push my narrative, to sit back and see what we can do, what we could, because sometimes the bigger reward is helping someone in short term. And That's then later, and there's like, you're on a, a whole different platform with in front of more people, in front of more viewers with more opportunities coming your way. But just because you did that one thing that may not have been anything big about in your day, you're now in this position. So the yoga helped me with that. It helped me how to uh, deal when, when I get frustrated and thoughts wouldn't come to me, the words wouldn't come to me. And I'm, I know I can make this deal happen, but it's like, give me a minute, give me a minute. And I'm getting frustrated instead of just taking a moment, being like, let me take back, let me grab a sip of water, let me do something. Right. And then come back when I'm level-headed and I have my train of thought and exactly where I'm going and how to get there. So this, that you mentioned, and, and uh, thank you very much for, for that. You, you mentioned that it helped you to connect with yourself um, so that in a situation where you were networking, you know, you were not in your head, but really truly trying to connect with the other person. You know, within, you know, the multifamily space, one of the you know things that everybody says is is that it really is a parochial business. It's a group of people who kind of all know each other and need to network, right? And you need to be able to get it out there, like who you are, who you're not, you know, who you work best with, et cetera, et cetera. And so, doing yoga could potentially do that. Now, I know for me, it it challenged me physically when I was out there. So you know, me stumbling around and. Uh, at the present, you know, I'm five foot six and uh, pounds. And so, um, <laughs> as you would say, instead of feel the pain, you would say, feel the sensation. So <laughs> lots of sensations, lots of sensations, but it, uh, it truly has um, uh, helped me there. So um, you mentioned that there is kind of a, a trifecta um, in your bio of foundation. How does the Japanese anime kind of fit in with all of that? Japanese anime, they have a lot of Western, I mean, they have a lot of Eastern philosophy in it because it, look at where it is, Japanese, it's in Asia. So they take a lot of Chinese medicine, if it's Chinese uh, animation, uh, they take the concept of chi, energy, prana, all of these are like, in a sense, like a metaphysical concept, but the anime puts it in exaggerated, realistic terms. Yeah. So, so, and they'll say like, his power level's a million, but what they're talking about is his ability to focus and adapt to whatever's coming his way. Okay. It's, that's, it's, it's at a million. They're not even able to, they're not able to hit him because every move they make, he's already two steps ahead of them, or maybe even a million steps ahead of them. So they talk about energy, the way the body works. They talk about uh, um, herbology in Japanese anime. And they give you the concepts of like metaphysics and other interesting things and uh, psychic ability. Right. Which we could touch on later. But 
Right. I mean, okay. So, so I mean, I, I get it. Uh, again, going back with a lot of the challenges, and especially, you know, you know, while we're recording this, we're in the middle of the, you know, the Corona crisis, right? And yeah. so there are a lot of people, you know, a lot of um, apartment owners or renters or landlords that are facing, you know, what's happening. <laughs> you know, people mm-hmm. aren't paying. You know, my T three, which is pretty much the last three months' performance of my you know, my apartment building or my units are not performing quite well. You know, how do I deal with those things? Uh, I was just watching something else where, you know, a lot of people, we talk about fight, flight, and freeze, right? Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> when you get in those situations, some people, they come out fighting, you know, they just want to control everything. Some people just roll out. They, they're going to go sleep somewhere. They're going to go and, and, and get an escape. And then the other one, which I learned is uh, some people freeze. So, they appear not to be, you know, whatever. They may be a little off. They may, you know, stumble and bumble and things of that sort. But by by tapping into some of those those concepts within Japanese anime, maybe using yoga to help, that may that may help as well. Um, you talk about uh, dharma, which is power. I think that's what you mentioned. Dharma and power. How does how does dharma? What is dharma? And how does that? influence what you, you've talked about before? So Dharma's this 80 uh, some year old guy. He's in New York, still teaching yoga classes. He does headstand with no hands and he's still teaching yoga classes and he's 80 some years old. Wow. So clearly he's living a, a lifestyle that has him able to do a headstand with no hands at 80 right. some years old. Right. So through that, he talks a lot about uh, chakras, karma, uh, the way that the way that we think and how that imprints different impressions on our mind, and which changes our actions. So he talks a lot about like lifestyle, day to day, how you create your routines, and those create like the the mental stability for me. I know during the day, I got, I got I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna meditate. Uh, I'm going to do my breath work. I'm going to get my practice in. I'm going to brush my teeth. No one wants funky breath. So it's like, I'm going to do these things that are going to get me ready for the day, regardless if I'm going out there. We're in COVID time now. So it's not a whole bunch of like going out and meeting people or seeing people. So it's really like a time, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this because I'm going out to see other people? Is it for other people or is it for myself better? So Dharma talks a lot about lifestyle and our choices. So going through his lifestyle choices, how he eats. I didn't take everything because I'm not vegan, and he is, but sculpting myself for where I want to be, how I can, and finding a path to get there. So it's not just, let me go vegan. If you don't want to be vegan, then why are you forcing yourself down that path? So it's like, find something that's original that works for you. Uh, And then there's Ashtanga. Because I know you're about to go there. That's the third leg. I, I was I was going to, but yeah, go ahead. I, I'll let you go ahead. I have some other questions to follow up, but go ahead. Go Ashtanga. Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. No, Ashtanga. Go ahead. Because you mentioned Ashtanga sequencing. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So talk to us about what that is. So Ashtanga uh, is a lineage of yoga that was made for the Brahmin caste in India, which is one of the higher class caste systems in India. And it was made for them to strengthen, create flexibility, mental stability and strength as well. And like evolution. So it was created for those purposes. And what it does is systematically open up the body. Like one one part of the sequence will work on the hips. You'll do that daily. 
daily, daily. And then the next time, we'll still do the hips, but then we'll add the knees. We'll rotate the knees in a different way. And then from there, we'll find the hips, we'll find the knees, and then add the ankles, add the shoulders. And what it does is gives us a better sense and awareness of our body. So this is the trick. Our mind's the physical representation. Our body's the physical representation of our mind. So if we move our body in different ways, there's a possibility we'll be able to think a little bit different than we have previously. Except say that again. Say, say that again. <laughs> say that again. I don't think somebody got that. I, you, you, uh, okay, you're messing me up. Times. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> do everything twice. I dab on it and I'm out. So second time. So <clears throat> the body is the physical representation of the mind. Yeah. If we move the body in different ways, there's a possibility that we're opening the mind up to think in different ways. So this is like the concept of yoga. And I have a spinoff for that. So since we're systematically opening up the body, we're systematically opening up the mind as well. So we're expanding mentally, we're expanding physically, and we're creating more energetic, uh, more energy in our bodies to move. So if we have, if we have to go pull an all-nighter, we're not drained and dead the next day. We're just, ah, I'm a little groggy, but I'm still here. I'm able to make it through. Right. Whatever the case may be. Right. Um, the black. Well, I mean, that, no, but that, that, that's, that's, that's good. And I know we're getting close to time, but I, I, I've got a couple more, I, I got a couple more questions if you've got some more time. Uh, Cause I know, again, even though, you know, you, <laughs> this is Corona time, you still have, you know, a business. And again, it's, it is essential. Right, because you have properties, you have tenants, <laughs> you, yeah. you have, right? and you're still running an Airbnb, I think, to some degree, yep. right? So, yep. yeah. Um, probably want to come back another time and talk a little bit more about your Airbnb business and and how you kind of got started in that. But you mentioned that um, Dharma kind of helped put together, you know, some some practices around what you do and your routines, and you mentioned a part of your routine in the morning was to do meditation and to do breath work. So what is the difference between the two? Because I, I thought that they generally were one and the same. Are they different? You know, help me understand that. Um, there's a whole and how, bunch of And how long do you do each four or together? How, how, how long do you do that? <clears throat> so for my set time, I have 10 minutes of breath work and 10 minutes of meditation. The difference is meditation is sustained focus, which could incorporate breath work. With breath work, I'll use the term, we're just working with our breath. We're either elongating it, we're pushing out a little bit more of the carbon dioxide that's in our body, or we're holding our breath. It can be all the way out or full, full, full body lungs. So some type of that. It could even be just changing the pace of our breathing, like breathing rapidly, creating that hyperventilation. So that's breath work. We're sending energy into our body. We're filling our body with breath energy. And the most important source of energy that our body needs is oxygen. A lot of times we go through the day thinking like, oh, I gotta, how much am I gonna eat? Or when am I gonna drink? But we can, Jesus did 40 days without food. We can go about 72 hours without water. I don't know anyone holding their breath for 72 minutes. <laughs> Barely 72 seconds. Yeah. So it's just going to show how important this source of energy is and our focus on it. We don't even pay attention to it. We're so fixated on other things, and that's a little bit thing. That's a little another thing about perception. But uh, meditation, uh, like I mentioned before, is sustained focus. So if you are just meditating, just sitting there and getting a 
a diagnosis of what comes up, what sensations you're feeling. Like I use the terminology SIF, sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts. So what are, what are these things that we're sifting through, right? And then as we're taking note of them, all right, you can focus on your breath. That would be the meditation. That could be considered breath work because you're paying attention to the breath. Got However, it. it's also a meditation. So, so it, I, I, it would be great if you could send us some links to that. If you have any of those two things, I mean, that might be useful for some people again as we're, you know, going through this, whether, you know, we're multifamily investors or not, you know, I think that that uh, will help us uh, a lot more. But I think you have some um, some videos also right now, you know, for free that you can share. And then you're also doing some yoga classes as well virtually. Could you tell us about that? Uh, yes, I have some videos called the Sun Salutations. It's a great way that I start my day and get up, do them. They open up the body, open up the mind in a different way. So again, we can think a little bit differently, move a little bit differently, and easier through our life. And everything's free, donation-based classes. Um, my so, schedule's so on the website. We're going to get a link to the sun salutation so people can do that, right? Okay, cool. And then your free... And a 50-minute flow as well. Since hey, hold on. Since you have a... Same thing and you, you broke up there. You have a what? I have a 50-minute floating flow as well. All on the same YouTube channel. Also on my website. And I'll give them the link as well for that. And... I have some meditations coming out and some sound bowls and some sleeping meditations as well. So, so your virtual classes, how do people get in contact with you about that? Cause I know that's donation based, but you know, if you're unable to get into a studio for a while or you're concerned because of the, you know, the crisis currently, um, you know, there may be an opportunity for you to connect with Jarek and, uh, and, and, and do some of these things. How, how do they get in contact with you? You can send me an email, info at the floating movie. Also, I'll give them the link. It'll be in somewhere around here. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and just let me know which class you're interested in. And just click on the link and sign up and start when the time comes. Got it. And so I think that there's Zoom classes as well. So I encourage everybody to, you know, reach out at least once. I know even if you are 50, 60, whatever, uh, you you will you will learn some things working with Jarek, uh, and I, I've enjoyed the time that we have um, uh, we we've gotten to know each other a little bit around this meditation and uh, and yoga framework. Uh, are there are you on social media or anything like that? How do people get in contact with you on socials? All social networks except for TikTok for on Jarek the Floating Yogi. And I should come up. Jarek the Floating Yogi on all socials. So that's good. Listen, Jarek. The donations, uh, I wanted to say one thing about the donations. If you do not have, then pay in the form of practice. Pay in the form of the energy that you're putting in. Because as long as we're getting better, as long as we're growing, that's what's filling me up. I do appreciate financial as well. However, I'd love to see the growth. So again, whether you have the resources or not during this time, and a lot of people... Uh, have, have hit hard times, um, you know, please forward this on to uh, someone that you may know or love that is unable to, to, to afford, you know, a yoga meditation or an exercise class. 
And uh, you never know what that could, you know, return back to you or, or return back to that person uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the way of sharing, sharing this information. So listen, Jerry, as always, thank you very much for your time, brother. Uh, again, we probably want to bring you back and talk a little bit more technical about Airbnbs and some of the other stuff that you've done. But I think that uh, this has been a great uh, uh, interview and, and discussion around, you know, uh, doing something else to help ourselves as we navigate through uh, what we're going through at this time. Thank you again, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity just to share and be a part of this. Absolutely, sir. Bye.